0: Who says the Bible has to be boring? On the contrary, the Bible is the most thrilling book in the world. It's the only book with an invitation to join the very narrative you are reading. My goal is to be like your time traveling tour guide, taking you into an exploration of Scripture in search of precious treasure, timeless, life giving truths that inform us of who God is, who we are and how the story of everything really is his story. I invite you to join me as we learn to read the story, trust the story, and live the story, because there's no greater adventure than knowing the God of the Bible. I'm Brayden Brookshire, and this is Adventures in Theology. Yes, welcome back to Adventures in Theology. We are going to wrap up this little mini-series we've been doing on gratitude, called, appropriately, Gratitude Experiment. And I want to recap some things, share some insights, but first and foremost, uh, thank you for being here. <laughs> and also, I have some exciting things to announce that I'm not going to announce today. And I know that might be like, what the heck? That's just a little bit of bait there. Yes, it is a little bit of bait. There are some things on the horizon that I'm just waiting to see um, how it exactly comes together in terms of how I'm going to have to plan my calendar accordingly. But they're really great things, and I think that will only boost um, what I'm doing here, too, uh, with this podcast and beyond. So we just will have to see. <laughs> and I'm hoping to give more clarity to that soon. But kind of the reason why I say that, too, is uh, well, I am grateful, and that's kind of cool because this is the gratitude experiment series. So yeah, <laughs> but beyond being grateful, too, um, just my I'm not able to devote as much time and attention to putting together each episode as I normally am able to. So the next few weeks, we're still going to continue with the podcast, at least for the time being. And I'm not going to take a hiatus right now. Uh, but I I just, I don't know if I need to give this disclaimer, but basically I won't be able to put the same amount of time and attention into it. So that doesn't mean, I don't want you to think, oh, great. So I don't need to listen because the episodes aren't going to be great. Well, no, the next series we're going to do is going to be on the par- some of the parables of Jesus. And I do think it's going to be a really great Little series and one that doesn't inherently take as much preparation as some of the other stuff I do want to do. But all that to say, too, part of the reason why my attention is a little bit scatterbrained is because of some exciting things on the horizon. Anyways, let's get to today's stuff. Uh, I want to uh, start by sharing with you some personal results of this gratitude experiment. Again, it's an experiment uh, and it will be ongoing because I don't feel like this has been enough time to really share. Uh, deep and resounding impact as much as immediate, but still profound impact. So what can I say for now? Let me share, first first of all, what I have been doing. It really breaks down into two simple categories. Gratitude for me has become a scheduled part of my day. And now that is where some of you who've been following me through this podcast and also on Instagram know that 518 has been like a little bit of a mantra for me. 5.18 p.m., of course, inspired by First uh, Thessalonians 5.18, Give thanks in everything, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And so at 5.18 p.m., and you could do a.m. or you could do a.m. and p.m., whatever. But at 5.18 p.m., I interrupt my day with gratitude, and the alarm goes off on my phone. And I won't unpack all the reasonings why, because I shared about that on part one of this series of the Gratitude Experiment. So if, if you haven't heard the other episodes on the Gratitude Experiment the past three episodes highly encourage you to listen to those because everything i'm saying today is uh, might be building on a little bit but is a little bit of a recap of those so i'm expecting that you already heard those does that make sense but yeah so i've been scheduling gratitude into my day via that 518 challenge and um i want to say something about that because i talked to a few people who've been taking up that challenge and it i want to just set a proper expectation as you continue to do the 518 challenge because i'm going to continue it forever <laughs> But uh, you know what? Sometimes it is probably what you picture, this romanticized moment where your alarm goes off and you drop to your knees and you're just tears flooding your eyes as you're thanking God for everything, being in relationship with him, salvation, all the life you have, all those blessings, absolutely counting your blessings, amen. And there are some times when 518 goes off and I'm able to have kind of a sacred moment. um, And it's just, it's incredible. And it really is, for lack of a better term, an emotional moment. Um, But there's other times 518 goes off like I've shared and it's an inconvenient time. But you know what? I want to honor that commitment I've made to express gratitude. So if I'm with other people, I'll actually just ask them, hey, so what are you grateful for today in particular? So whether it's my wife and... Uh, my son, who's four months old, so he can't really respond. But, <laughs> but, or if I'm with other people, I like to ask them too. But point being, sometimes it is this, uh, you know, more spiritual, if you want to call it that, ah, yeah, you get what I'm saying. The spiritual moment, and that lasts for a few minutes on end. And sometimes it's about a one minute thing. But nevertheless, don't, don't negate the impact that 518 challenge will have that it becomes this expected thing too. Sometimes I look at my phone and it's five fifteen p.m. and it's coming up and I'm anticipating that. So it's just really neat. So I'm sure I'll have more to say on that in the future too. Again, part, uh, we're not, we're closing out the gratitude experiment series today, but that doesn't mean there's not plenty more things I want to say about this. I just want to wait for more time to pass and for other passages or things to provoke, why or uh, just when, (laughs) we will talk more about gratitude. So gratitude has become a scheduled part of my day. That's kind of the first thing I've been doing. And the second thing is gratitude has become a common and spontaneous part of my day. What do I mean by that? I mean that I've tried to raise my awareness in terms of times to express gratitude. You know, whether it's like you are just, man, like I'm just thankful for my gift of eyesight. it's just how cool like wow what a common mundane thing that I take for granted sometimes or if it's just things that pop up throughout the day my point being though like keeping gratitude kind of on my mind not just because well and also because it's a family value that Ariana and I have chosen to make a core value in our home but like just to keep in our head like I I am looking for this I am looking for gratitude or things to be grateful for that's something we discussed a lot in part Two, part two, the gratitude experiment. You got to listen to it. I, I, that was a really wonderful episode, in my opinion. Just near dear to my heart. So, point being, though, like there's plenty of spontaneous moments to be grateful and express it. So, I've been doing that too. Now, I just want to remind you on my definition of gratitude that I wrote personally. It's a reliving the delight of someone or something as fresh as the first time. And so, you know, sometimes when that something happens and it's like that first time wonderful experience of something, I want to relive that when I express gratitude. Just a reminder there. So now uh, those are the two main strategies I've been implementing. uh, Scheduling gratitude into my day and becoming more spontaneous and looking for ways to be grateful. Three insights on how gratitude has affected me. This is very just personal in terms of like my subjective uh, results of this experiment. So I'm sure there's plenty, I mean, there's plenty more I could add and plenty that you can add. And I'd love to hear from you on that. It's been cool to hear some feedback from some of you who've been taking up the challenge. And you've said some of these things pretty similar, but I'll just share my insights. First one is this. My first insight on how gratitude has affected me is this. You cannot say the phrase, thank you enough especially when it comes to expressing gratitude and thanks toward God. You know, it's just one of those things. You think it's like, can you overuse certain words? Well, I'm sure some people will argue so, but I don't think thank you is one you can overuse. And I don't think there's anything wrong with your prayer being as simple as taking a few breaths, having your heart set on God and just saying thank you. Just a heartfelt thank you. You know, whether you wanna be as specific as possible, which specificity is great, Or if you know what, you just, you feel it, and you know he knows, and you just take some time to say thank you, and to breathe in and breathe out and say thank you. You know what? God never tires of hearing his beloved children say thank you. So you cannot overuse that, you cannot say it enough, and man, the more we do practice this gratitude, it really does psychologically benefit us. It's like God designed gratitude to have benefits. It's almost like he interwove into the fabric of the universe in the way that humans are designed physiologically to, when we are grateful, we thrive. It's just so cool how all that works. But yeah, this this whole, you can't say thank you enough. And in fact, one of the memory verses I'm working on lately, just uh, there's a, well, I'm not trying to. I sometimes memorize verses in the biblical Greek text as just a way to really internalize. And so I'm not trying to say that to show off, I promise. But in uh, uh, Colossians 2, 6 through 7 has been one I've been working on. So uh, reading here is one of the new memory verses I've been working on. But you'll hear the tail end why this is important to our discussion of gratitude and one that I'm sure we'll talk about another time. But it says, Therefore, just as Christ, just sorry, therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, continue to walk in him, being rooted and built up in him and being established in the faith, just as you were taught. Now listen to this, abounding in gratitude, or you could also translate that as overflowing in gratitude. Now you see, that's, that's, that's a really great thing because we're right here when Paul is exhorting us um, to continue to walk in what it means to be rooted and built up in Christ. One of the characteristics of a disciple then is to overflow or abound in gratitude. So again, you cannot say thank you enough. And this kind of ties into my second observation here. It's simply that gratitude is contagious. It's really contagious. Uh, I've experienced that from people I respect, who I notice exemplify this. And uh, by the grace of God, uh, apparently some people have been impacted by this series and have mentioned that this is a contagious thing, that 518 PM, for example, has caught on with quite a few people, and many people I know are doing that challenge. It's contagious. This it reminds me of Psalm one, sorry, Psalm 9, 1 through 2, which says, I will thank Yahweh with all my heart. I will declare all your wondrous works. I will rejoice and boast about you. I will sing about your name most high. You know, it makes me think of something here, that uh, gratitude not only is contagious, but that what if gratitude was a means of our evangelism? And more than just evangelism, more than just how we tell non-believers, per se, about how great our God is, edifying one another as believers, a way of building each other up through gratitude and thanksgiving, yes. And so what if our gratitude was meant to move beyond the privacy of our heart and magnify God's greatness? Wouldn't that be something? See, that's why I'm a huge fan that it's not just about feeling grateful, though that starts there. But expressing that uh, gratefulness, expressing that thanksgiving to God, it moves beyond. And you know, I think we all can agree that grateful people are magnetic to be around. They enjoy life more and are scientifically proven, might I say, to be more creative. They're just more lively people. And so I hope that I just become more and more lively as I practice and implement more more gratitude into my life. Because again, gratitude is contagious. Now, third and final thing that I want to just pull away from now in terms of what I've been learning about gratitude from this experiment is that gratitude is both a feeling and an action, and they fuel each other no matter which one comes first. So basically this, if you don't feel grateful, express thanksgiving anyway. And if you feel grateful, don't let it in there. Express it. The point is this, that the action of thanksgiving In the feeling of gratitude, work in concert together, fueling one another. reminds me of this quote I've once heard where it says, feeling gratitude and not expressing it is like wrapping a present and not giving it. Ah, feeling gratitude and not expressing it is like wrapping a present and not giving it. So again, whether you're just expressing gratitude toward God, which I think should be the primary recipient of who's receiving your gratitude, amen, Right? But, or if you're just saying thank you to someone in your life, what a cool present to give someone. So when you feel that in your heart, when you feel grateful for something, whether toward God or another human being, don't just wrap that present in your heart and treasure it there. Do that too, but give it. Give that present to them. Do you know how great it is, guys, to have someone say thank you and come from a meaningful and authentic place? That they recognize something in you that you've done or or something just about who you are and affirm that in you and say thank you for that. Guys, that's so encouraging. I've been on the receiving end of that and I've also given that to people and I can see it from both ways. And the truth is sometimes we just need to be reminded. I don't think that's something that we've never heard before, but something that we just need to be reminded that (laughs) it's a wonderful thing to wrap many, many presents of thanksgiving but let's also give those away. As much as we feel it, let's express it. So those are my three uh, insights of how gratitude has affected me. And so let's just wrap those up. Number one, you cannot say the phrase thank you enough, especially when expressing gratitude and thanks toward God. Number two, gratitude is contagious. And number three, gratitude is both a feeling and an action and they fuel each other no matter which one comes first. Guys, it's been a fun little series. It's just been uh, so good. I'm thankful, <laughs> and I hope these conversations continue. Keep doing the 518 challenge. Keep doing spontaneous, uh, finding spontaneous ways to be grateful throughout your day. Let this be an ongoing conversation. I know for a fact this will come up. The theme itself or just in scriptures we talk about as when we continue to adventure in scripture and in theology. So with that, thanks for joining us today. I hope you have a wonderful day, and we'll see you next time on Adventures in Theology.